Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hey, Kate. Hey, Marie. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right up here in Nomi. I know. Or mm. Northern Michigan. Should we spread the word? It's Nomi. Is that what we're calling it now? I thought that's what you and Christine. I know said. that is what we do. I don't know if other people say that. I think people. I think people do. Because what's what other people? What's the born out of? What's the what? Like, isn't there a a shortening for other? So another place that's like Nomi. What do you mean? No. Well, I, like, there's, like, everywhere is shortened, you know? Like, Soho. Yeah. Tribeca. I guess. Nomi. Nomi. Northern Michigan. No, Nomi. Um, but I we missed you guys last week. I feel like we haven't had a pod in so long because we were gone last week for 4th of July. I hope everybody had a happy and safe 4th, and we did. It was pretty uneventful because we had... A lot of little children here, so we didn't do any fireworks. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty been chill. Lots and lots of children. How's it been for you mothering not in your normal space? Oh, it's been fine. I've enjoyed having the extra room to let Dictator run around, and she's off any sort of formula, which has helped, like not having bottles, not having to mix formula. That definitely helps a lot with just time and space and having to do things. Cause usually not having my Brezza. My Brezza is the greatest <gasps> magic ever. Brezza. So just having to, you know, go in the fridge and getting a carton of milk is a luxury. Should we plug the Brezza really quick? We love the Brezza. If you don't have a Brezza or you know what it is, it's basically like a Keurig for your formula. People love to hate on it. Why? You know, like all things that are expensive. But if you clean it properly, there's a funnel. And if you don't clean the funnel every four bottles, I clean it every single bottle. But if you don't clean it, it will get filled with formula because the water and the formula come out of the same, like come out of the same spigot. So if you don't clean it, obviously clumps of formula will get stuck in there and it won't dispense the appropriate amount of formula. So people like to hate on that. Okay. But, you know, if your baby doesn't get, like, a tiny bit of, like, the right perfect amount of formula, it's no big deal. It's not okay. the end of the world. Well, but just clean your, if you just clean the funnel, it's no big deal. Well, I have lots of siblings with children, and I've seen, I've seen the screaming ch- baby waiting for their milk. And it comes out the perfect temperature. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Having to wait for it warm up, and it's hard. And so if you just have the Brezza, it's just two seconds, and you have a bottle truly revolutionary even from an auntie perspective so yes. you're missing out if you don't yes. have it in my opinion so thankful to be out of that stage mm. but you know also just you know we'll never get rid of it so happy to have it for <laughs> my it to future me. kids yeah. so yeah yeah for sure if you're pregnant listening to this or if you're looking to buy someone an expensive baby gift to get them the Brezza. The baby Brezza, highly yeah. recommend. Yeah. Actually, the one time we asked, we Spencer had asked like one of his 
like work friends like oh like what I, I told them like what do they still need off of their registry and they said like I never had someone like actually specifically ask for something and they were like no one has bought us the Brezza please buy us the Brezza set and we were like done 100% because you need that thing love it wow you saved them honestly <laughs> we really did yeah, well, it has been a while. I have been to Peru, everyone. I know oh, I was talking yeah. about it before. Tell us about your experience in Peru. It was really fun. It was very educational and adventurous. I will say the hardest thing about it was the altitude that I talked about before. And shout out to the people. Thank you for whoever slid into my DMs and were so excited that I had made it to the 17,000 mountain top. Yes, I did it. And it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, mostly because we had been in Peru at that stage for about six days. So, I mean, by the time we were there, 17,000 didn't seem too high because I had spent some nights at like 12,000. So I was very well acclimated up at that point. However, getting acclimated was a struggle. Mm. I think sleeping at high altitudes when you're not used to that type of stuff, it was hard. Like I would wake up once or twice in the middle of the night, like out of breath. And I think I would like have to tell myself like, it's okay. You, there's plenty of air like I could see like people getting into like hyperventilation and I was telling my my mom or our mom about it and she said that's another big reason why people have inhalers because a lot of times people who have asthma if they feel like they can't breathe they'll just start hyperventilating yeah so an inhaler really helps with that so like were you feeling like the elephant sitting on your chest type of thing not necessarily. It was more so like it, I like I wasn't hyperventilating. It was more so that I felt like I was like there wasn't enough air in the room, so I had to breathe in really deeply. But if I would sit up, then I would start to catch my breath. But mm-hmm. it was really only laying down that really like became a problem. And I didn't know about that. My uh, like my mom's friend who hiked Kilimanjaro, she said that when she was hiking Kilimanjaro. She had to sleep the last two nights at like sitting up straight because oh that's it's just easier to breathe that way. And so, and that did make the hike more of a challenge, but we're young and spry, so we were a okay. Well, I'm young and spry, my dad was still okay, which is good, but um. And learned a ton about the Inca culture and was reminded about a lot of history of Spain coming over and just absolutely making their way, wiping through the nation. Yeah, yeah, it is sad, but it's interesting. Like, it's definitely sad, but it's just the way of the world. Like, people just be conquering one another. Like, the Incas conquered... Colonizing and whatnot. It's really a... It's a trend across history. Like, doesn't make it okay, like, what they did. Of course, they, like, enslaved and murdered the Incas and, you know, really smooshed a lot of their culture. But before that, the Incas did the same thing to the people who lived there before them. So... Not that that makes it okay, but it's a long history of colonization that is, again, not okay. But just people just be doing that. They have been throughout all of history. Uh, but 
learned there are some we went to some like deep in the andes mountains we went to some towns like very rural towns that still speak the incan language and they keep a lot of the traditions that's mixed with catholicism at this point so it's not all pure inca religion also i'm sorry to interrupt what i'm going to start a door slamming jar in this house oh my gosh i don't know if you guys can hear it in the let background. it out kate let it out I have a daughter that sleeps in this home, and our mom is a chronic door slammer. Every door. We just heard one. If you couldn't hear it in the slam. background. Slam. 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 Text. Send a text. Send, send a text. I already sent one today. I don't know send if I can again. Do Send it again. The door slamming, please. <sighs> Jump me to... I'll send a text. I'll send a text right now. The door slamming, please. I'm going to start a door slamming jar. <laughs> but anyway, continue on your... Uh, no, you're good. So anyway, so I just sent a text. Door slamming. There's a lot of people in this house. So lots of... Lots of... Lots of free agents. Yeah. Anyway, so... Long story short, the Incans were really impressive, powerful people. They had amazing uh, ways with agriculture. Amazing ways with... Um, uh, uh, not, oh my gosh, architecture. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing the way that they ran their water. Like they were amazing with irrigation. So I learned a lot, a lot, a lot of things. I'm trying to think of like some specific things to share, but you just have to, you know, read some books if you want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, it was a success. Yes, it was a success. And something interesting is, I don't know if you knew a man from the United States of America actually discovered Machu Picchu. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah, it's actually kind of crazy, but it was, he was out looking for the capital, the, like, lost Inca capital, and stumbled upon Machu Picchu. And they ended up finding the Inca capital, but it was much less like fantastic as Machu Picchu. There's a lot of hypotheses as to why it exists, but our tour guide leaned towards the hypothesis that it is because it was a temple. Cause it's actually crazy. Like it, it was, it's built on top of a mountain. It's like the mountain range was there and there was like a few mountains that were surrounded in a circle by a lot of other mountains. And uh, they were really big into the moon, into the sun. So on the winter and summer solstice, the sun hit that place and like like directly. And so they thought it was like a spiritually very important place. And so that's why they chose it. And so they literally just like flattened the mountains and built that city. How did they do that? Did they tell you how they flattened the mountain? Oh my gosh, like slowly. It's not like they had, you know, some bombs to... Or some dynamite, I mean. No, they didn't. They So he actually did tell me how they were able to break apart the giant boulders. And they used, like, water and wood and some and then heat. And somehow all of that made the rocks, like, expand and explode. I didn't really, under, like, remember. I can't remember all the science behind it. But Fascinating. They were very impressive, very intelligent. And I think a big thing was that they were not rushed. Like, they really took a long time to build everything. Interesting, too, is all of their homes, It no mortar was used at all. So, like, the rock structures that you may have seen in your history book or wherever, 
No, nothing sticks the rocks together. Basically, they will create the perfect edge on either of them so they fit together like puzzle pieces. And they will create, like they'll literally make like a mold for one side of the rock and then fashion the next one so that it matches it so that they fit together perfectly. And each like wall has a keystone that also helps. Like if you hear the term like keystone, that's like what they use to make sure, because everything else can be square around it, but then there's one keystone that I guess holds it all together. It's really fascinating. So Hmm. yeah, I learned, learned a lot. And it was really fun and beautiful. Was it as bougie as you thought it was going to be? Yeah, guys, I was sending Kate and Elena texts every day because it was bougier than I thought it was going to be. We stayed in some really, really beautiful, beautiful hotels. And I, they were very much like, I was not expecting how nice they were. Hot tubs did enjoy the hot tubs. Everyone was very kind. Um, and I think my dad appreciated that. So it was definitely on the, not on the young person's Peru trip. I was on the, the older person's Peru trip, but I didn't mind because it was beautiful and, and I very much enjoyed it and it was a good adventure. And what, that's one wonder of the world off my list. Love it. Very cool. Oh, I forgot to say we also had dictator's first birthday party. Oh yeah. It was golf themed and she had a little caddy outfit you can look at my instagram to go see some little snippets of her day it was really nice it was very chill it was like nothing crazy i'm not that kind of mom to you know going through like a wild extreme party but it was really nice and fun and i think she enjoyed it i think she had a great time Mm -hmm. so in short it was a hole in one thanks for swinging by her party her party. Get it? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. Anyway, that I, feel like that. We, I feel like we sound so relaxed, and it's because we are. Yeah, we get our meals made for us. We're stay-at-home daughters. Mom literally was like, oh, I washed my sheets today, and my mom was like, oh, do you want me to make your bed? I was like, no, it's embarrassing. I'm 30 years old. I can make my own bed. <laughs> but I feel like it'll probably be made by the time we're done with this. Probably. She just tends to do it. Yeah. Bless her. Bless her. Bless Angel her heart. Angel mother. But anyways, let's segue into this because I do want to go for a run before the sun goes down. Yeah. Um. So today's topic is, okay, so I feel like we could make it all about routines basically because I've gotten a lot of questions on how to prepare your transition from college into post-grad life. And I really think the best way you can do this is creating a good routine. Mm -hmm. And this could be really any change. And I could really apply this to making my transition from living in New York, where I have a really good routine, to Michigan, where I have a much more relaxed life, but wanting to still maintain some sort of structure. And that is the importance of having a morning routine and a night routine. Mm -hmm. And that's part of, that was kind of like the foundation of our Babu was having routines. Mm-hmm. So I guess, maybe what would you say your routine is and like the importance of your routine? Do you have like a step-by-step routine? Is it different every day where you just kind of have it structured or is it the exact same every day? Or what is what does your routine look like? Oh, great question. So 
I think that I, well, first of all, I wanted to say that I think this is an apt subject being kind of in vacation mode because I have not been in my routine being away from home. And I, I think it's good to relax to a certain extent, but we're yeah. both here for multiple weeks. So yeah, but it gets I, to a point where, where it's like, oh my gosh, you can I, only I'm veg not, for so long. I know. I'm like, I'm not my normal self because I'm not in my routine. And so I like to wake up at 7 a.m., which um, some people might think that's late. Some people might think that's early. But it can be a little bit later for me because I don't commute into work. So uh, I feel like if you commute, a lot of people will wake up earlier than that. Um, some people will wake up later if that's, you know, your job. But I am a really big fan of the mornings. So that's a big thing for me. So in the last year, especially since starting Babu, I've tried to be, well, okay, if I back up even further, it's when I was teaching. I just realized because I'd have to wake up at 5 a.m. to teach. And I realized how lovely the mornings are. They're so quiet. And I'm sure everyone's experienced this at one time or another in your life. But when you are awake in the morning, like early, early, it seems like you just have extra time in the day because you're really not supposed to be awake yet or like your day hasn't begun. So it feels like such free, peaceful time. And I just really, really enjoy it. So I like to wake up early to enjoy that. Um, And I think it also, though, it takes a little bit of like training yourself to be not tired waking up earlier in the morning. I feel like you just have to start forcing yourself to like get into the habit of waking up at the same time every morning and then slowly your body just gets like used to it especially if you go to bed at a reasonable hour so like if you I try to get like eight hours so if I go to bed even by 11 then I have eight hours of sleep I usually go to bed earlier than that (laughs) if I'm being honest that's good but um I mean it depends on the weeknight if it's like a weeknight of course or if it's the weekend that's completely different But during the week, I like to wake up at 7 and something that I would highly encourage anyone who is trying to brighten their morning and decrease their anxiety, I have one of those lights that is an alarm clock light and what it does is it it brightens slowly to mimic what it would be like to actually wake up with the sun and so then it wakes you up by like... Like, it's it's funny because, like, if you want to wake up at, like, 7 o'clock, I would even set mine for 7.15 because I know the brightness get at, like, 7 o'clock gets to the point where I will wake, I will wake up because it starts getting, it starts lighting up. Like, it gets orange, it would get orange at 6.45 if I were just, like, like set it for 7.15. So, I am one of those people where an alarm for me gave me so much anxiety did you experience that totally totally like the like beeping in the morning the jolting me awake I noticed once I got this alarm light that I woke up much more peacefully it was such a game changer especially again if you are someone who has to wake up really early for work in the winter time it's nice to have something that kind of mimics the sun because you're waking up in like pitch pitch black if the sun isn't up yet which I think is the worst is when it's like really dark out so light in the morning also is very very important to help you wake up I learned that from the Huberman lab podcast which I love but to be able to like wake yourself up I like to like then turn the lights on 
um, get out of bed. Uh, and in the morning, I like to, like if I'm having one, this is one thing from Babu that I haven't been doing while I am here on vacation, but I like to have the first 30 minutes of my day phoneless and like not touch it. And that's a nice thing too about having like the sunrise light like alarm is it also has a clock so I don't have to look at my phone to see what time it is and that time is like just for me to like get up um I like to make my bed when I wake up in the morning I'm the type of person where like if I don't feel like my bed is made that I like I like it just makes me feel so much better to know that I've done like one thing that day that's productive <laughs> um I don't necessarily always have this like all these things that I do down to like I do this and then I do this and then I do this sometimes I'll just kind of like follow my heart but everything in this list gets done um then I think like depending on the day it doesn't always go like Monday Wednesday Friday but depending on kind of how I'm feeling that morning I will either go on a walk go on a run or I will read in the morning uh, so it kind of depends on how I'm feeling when I wake up. Like if I'm feeling like I really want to go on a run, then I always try to do that because I always feel my best that day when I even go on like a two mile run in the morning. Um, and this has also been like fueled by like, now I live really close to a, like an outdoor space where I can run really easily. So it's become really easy to like walk and run, run outdoors. Um, and usually while I'm like getting ready for that, I will listen to Up First, which is NPR's, like, have you heard of Up First? Mm -mm. It's no. like free on Spotify. It's like NPR's like 50, it's like a 15 minute podcast that they put out every morning, probably at like, like four or 5 a.m. It drops. And actually I think it's 5 a.m. Cause I would have some days when I was teaching when I would wake up and it wouldn't be out yet. And I'd be really annoyed to be like I'm up too early um but it just gives like a 15 minute breakdown of like the top news stories for that day uh it's very fast and I like to just turn it on while I like go in and I wash my face um get dressed for the day whether it's about like going for a run this is on a run day I feel like I'm getting complicated this is not a run or a walk day like I'll wash my face let's break it down yeah like <laughs> Um, if, so if I'm doing a run or walk day, I'll listen to it while I brush, like wash my face. I use like my foaming cleanser that I talked about on the first podcast day and I'm obsessed with. All I do in the morning is I wash my face and I put sunscreen on, like a moisturizing sunscreen on. That's really all I do in the morning. And then I will go for my walk slash run. And, um, when I return, I will do quick body shower. Um, oh wait, like. Okay, I'm going to need to cut this out because obviously I wash my face. No, I wash my face before because I like to put sunscreen on when I go outside. Oh, so my I must goodness. wash Thank my God face. I must do it a second time because I wouldn't go outside without sunscreen. Never. <laughs> not this not this face. So, I then will like sh do a quick body shower and put on like my work clothes, which is really usually like 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 workout shorts and a sort of nice top because I work from home and then every day I have the same smoothie which is really like I mean DM us if you want the full recipe but it's a smoothie I've been eating like pretty much every day that I'm not like on vacation for like over like over a year now it's um yeah you should post the recipe for that and we should I post should. the recipe for the turkey burgers that Hannah made tonight because those yeah, are really good so good but the smoothie is basically bananas ton of spinach 
peanut butter, almond milk. Um, I have been putting a little bit of kefir in it now for like probiotic and cinnamon and ice and I blend it up. It's so good and so easy. Um, and then I have a cup of coffee. Um, I try to like not drink my coffee until I have something in my stomach because I think that that is good. I've heard tell from one of my friends who <clears throat> is like a hormone balance influencer that that's good for your hormones, I guess. For what is it? To not drink coffee on an empty stomach is supposed to reduce your anxiety and like it, I guess it throws off your hormones to have coffee without something in your stomach. I don't know, because I've done that a lot. And I, I, I mean, maybe it's placebo, but I notice I feel better if I have even a little something in my stomach before I drink coffee. So if I'm, but if I'm deciding to like not walk or run before work, then I usually will like wake up and like read for like 45 minutes. And then I do everything I just said, except like I just haven't run and everything. So I'll substitute like the run for reading and I'll like get out of bed, put on up first, make my bed, wash my face, put on my work clothes, turn on my computer and we're off. Have my smoothie. Yeah, it's a good morning routine. <sighs> I'm like winded. Oh, I forgot that once I sit down on my desk. When I like start my day, I do the five minute journal, which oh, yeah, I love. you're a big journaler. I know I've talked about that. I do my five-minute journal in the morning, but, like, right as I'm turning on my computer, um, highly recommend the five-minute journal. The morning is, like, three things you're grateful for, um, three things that would make today great, and, like, one affirmation. And then I begin my day. Love it. My morning routine, which I really didn't have a morning routine until we kind of started doing bad boo. Yeah, just so crazy because I'm 30. You think I would have a morning routine? And no judgment. So this is a safe space. I think that mainly because working as a nurse, obviously, like I was on the floor at 6:30, 6:45. So if I wanted to, like, I don't even want to, like, go back to night shift and what that looked like. Like, that was just so crazy. I don't even know what my schedule was like then. It was just insane. Shout out to any night shift nurses. Yes. Like, we're thinking we re- I really could take a whole night shift you should. podcast. So, but when I was working day shift, there was a period of time because Spencer also start goes to, gets into work at 630 so we would go and work out in the morning. We would go to 5 a.m. Berries. And I've... So romantic. I know. So romantic. And I've kind of gotten back into it because when COVID hit, they stopped, obviously, doing Berries, period. And then they stopped doing 5 a.m. Berries because no one is signing up for that because no one's going into the office. But they just recently restarted. And so I've been going to that again because... That's when I can go if I want to work out in the morning, especially if I'm working a shift and then I can get back home. Spencer can go to work and then I can get dressed before the nanny gets there. Mary B. So that's me. And or well, and if you guys saw on my Instagram post, I do have an actual real nanny now. I've been replaced and it's been a difficult time. So. For her bank account. <laughs> and my and well her emotional being. well-being. But um, also, I have recently been on a journey figuring out my headaches. So on my days off, the last thing I wanted to do was get up early. 
because like my, my head hurt. I would wake up with a throbbing headache. But I have the now I have the most energy from like seven in between like seven and ten thirty. So like it makes me so sad that like for years I like missed out on no, like oh all these gosh. beautiful mornings that like I could have had. So something about the morning. I guess it's just you're new the new to the day, fresh brain. So amazing. So Obviously now dictator, she wakes up at seven. If she's not awake, I wake her up at seven to kind of keep her on schedule for the day with her naps. And we wake up, I change her diaper, give her some milk and her little sippy cup. And then we just kind of play. I drink water and then I have coffee on an empty stomach. It's not a sin. And (laughs) then, because I don't know, I listen I'm not a hater on people who are all about hormone regulation. Real science tells us hormone regulation is incredibly difficult because of how much your hormones fluctuate throughout the day. This is why we have an actual so nurse here. So if you're someone who's like, I'm trying to regulate my hormones, it's incredibly difficult, like that's why. So I don't want you to feel defeated if you feel like you're doing all the right things and things aren't happening. It's because it's incredibly difficult to get an accurate reading on your hormones. Or on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're like, I'm going to the doctor, I feel like my hormones are crazy. They're telling me they're normal. It's probably because at that point in the day they were normal, but like maybe in the morning they're crazy or at night they're crazy. So, you or know. maybe you're in a certain phase of your period. Totally. Totally. So it's incredibly difficult to regulate your hormones. And so it can be, it's not just as easy as, you know, it's good to take, you know, little, little steps and do as much as you can, but just know that, like, if you feel like you're doing everything and things aren't working, just yeah. just know it's it's incredibly difficult. And I feel like, just to, for clarifying on my coffee thing, like, I feel like when I saw my friend post about that, I was like, okay, like, I'll just, like, give it a try. Don't, it's not going to hurt and you. And I was it's like, really oh, not I actually do feel like I feel better if I... Which is good. That's so... It's the same people who are, like drinking warm lemon water in the morning makes Mm -hmm. me feel better right there's literally no science that backs that up but who cares like if it makes you feel if it makes you feel better do it every single morning like Mm -hmm. why why not if it makes you feel better who cares exactly like that's amazing so moving on um back to i've talked about him before but there's this um like celebrity trainer harley pasternak he quoted this like evidence-based article that was talking about lemon water and how it's like basically like lemony like it there's literally no evidence and people like freaked out about it and he was like if it makes you like who cares like if it makes you feel better continue to drink it but like mm-hmm. the science tells us um but that's the moral of my story. If it makes you feel better to to not drink coffee on an empty stomach, don't drink coffee on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically my my morning routine. Then she don't sound for her nap at nine. I rest because I rest when my baby rests. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I've been working out in the afternoon mm. just because I've been here and I have the ability to rest in the morning. Normally, um, when I'm home in New York, I'll work out in the morning just because that's when I have like the most energy and because I know in the afternoon I'm going to be more tired because I'm like actively with a baby 24 seven. But here, since I have more hands, like more people entertaining her, I have more energy. 
So the afternoon in general, like I swear, it was intended for sleep. Everyone like, is, it's, you know, that three, three o'clock, o'clock feeling. You're in a it's time for a nap. I so, think we were meant to sleep during that hour. But you know, for some reason, like when I'm here, I've been drinking some pre-workout at like twelve, and then I've been hitting the workout. And then I've been enjoying going on a run after dinner just because, like, the sun has gone down a little. It's, it's very cool here. It's, like, 60s, 70s. So I'm enjoying, enjoying my after-dinner runs. So Love that. My morning workout, obviously, you know, put some sunscreen on. I don't do the whole face washing thing just because my skin is fairly dry. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's an at-night only thing for me. Mm. Mm. Interesting. But that's... That's uh, my routine. I also forgot to mention, I'm going to, you know, just keep this in the, in the zeitgeist of the the pod. Um, On my walking days, I like to meditate on the pier. That's good. That's good. Meditation, you know, are you, I'm, I'm just continuing to throw it in the conversation because maybe one day Kate will meditate. Meditation. (laughs) But, you know, so I'm, I also need to get back into reading also something i need to get back into we just need to get i've been watching Kate Love Island. recommendations oh nice which is actually that's basically it, like reading if anyone's been watching this you season have to read the subtitles on uk, UK. <laughs> so good i don't know why like this season is so good whitney i'm loving her she's my spirit animal wow okay because i've watched like a few episodes and if my friend Madge is listening to this, like Madge, I'm sorry, I haven't been able to catch up, but I'm going to. This oh my is gosh, my I feel like it's call. like a hundred. I think I'm. I know. I think really I'm gonna have it. to like go to like. Get I'm gonna have to gear. skip a few to get. I know it won't be the same, but I loved Love Island. What was that summer that we watched it? It was a two some the one with Dami and India. Ekansu. Ekansu. Who did you hear? Ekansu and Davide broke up broke up and he posted and she hasn't posted a thing so like what is happening Mm. anyway i texted again my friend madge who we watched love island together and she was like it was always too passionate do you ever did you watch um speaking of you know scandals because i was just thinking you know how like tom sandoval posted but like raquel obviously didn't post (gasps) wait what did he post no i mean like when the whole thing broke down oh oh tom sandoval posted but like raquel didn't oh she i guess she did post how she was sorry Hmm. but did you ever watch real housewives of beverly hills i'm gonna give you one guess no (laughs) no i did not But I saw that there's, like, drama with a couple that supposedly Kyle, is on, in Kyle separation. And, Kyle and Mauricio. They, there was rumors that they separated, but then they came out and said that they didn't. And, like, they're just going, like, through a rough patch. Mm. Which, here is my thing. Cause a couple of people have asked my opinion. And so I'm going to get my opinion. Oh, here it is. And I think that the fact that they have been married for 27 years in Beverly Hills, I think, is such a huge feat. And I think that they're allowed to have a rocky period. Everybody is. And especially having, I think they have, they either have three daughters and then Kyle has a daughter from her her previous marriage. So I think maybe they have four total or five total. I'm not 100% sure which, which it is. And I just think that they deserve a pat on the back because they've been together for a very long time. And I don't, I think that, I hope that this is not for a plot line or a storyline for the next season because they have the kids and I just can't imagine people doing something like this for a storyline and like putting their kids through that for a storyline. That just seems so crazy to me. Like they have 
so much money. Like, you really don't need to be on the show that bad because mm. he has, like, very successful, a very successful real estate career. So, like, that just seems crazy to me. And then there's a whole other story about her, like, possibly having an affair with a woman. Oh. And I think, like, anyone who, like, wants to out someone is that's so messed up. Totally. So, like, anyone pushing that is wild. So, that's what I have to say about that. Wow. Until I see it with my own two eyes, I just don't believe it. Well, didn't they put out a statement that they're, that still, together. they're still together? They're just so going through a rough time, so that's what I believe. couples do, they do go through rough times. Yes, I cannot so. imagine, like, there will be, like, I don't know, like, of course there are couples out there who go... 60 years and they never go through this and that's amazing i love that for them but i think that it is more normal to have rough patches where not that you actually legally separate but like where you want to separate you're just not in the public eye so like it never is out there mm-hmm. so yeah. like you're to be with someone for that long almost 30 years like that's a fee, especially in Beverly Hills, especially on reality TV. Yeah. They should get an award. <sighs> wow. That's my opinion on that. All right, should we do baboos? Okay, but to wrap up our... I was going to say, I don't have a night routine. Like, what, like, send in my your night, night routines. routine I wash my face. Basically, my night routine is after I put Dictator to bed, well... I guess if anyone if anyone is a stay-at-home mom whose husband works long hours and you need a structure to your life, I can give you my life is very unique. Or not unique, but like specific. So maybe it would probably be better for a more general nighttime routine. But I prep dinner, give Dictator a bath, put her to bed, make the dinner. If Spencer is coming home, he eats with me. If not, I eat alone. And then I shower, do my skincare, make myself some tea, watch some TV, and go to bed. Yeah. And that's my nighttime routine. I will say I used to have actually a nighttime routine when I was having trouble. Always pajamas. Sleeping. Always. Yeah, yeah, pajamas. So I guess like back then when I really had to be intentional because it was just hard for me to fall asleep, I would always... Um, few things really hot shower at night and I would like turn the lights off and light a candle and then I would keep the lights off in my room and just turn on like my like side light that was really soft because again light is very important as you're winding down as much as it is waking up um there's all I can link a podcast about truly like like light and how it affects do you read with an amber light night light do you read with the night light on i okay this is like my hot take is i rarely will read before bed it's not a hot take because well i feel like a lot of people who are big readers read before bed but my brain is like shot by the end of the day and i don't really read a lot of books that are like mindless like for me i think just because I majored in literature like I whenever I'm reading I just feel like it, it doesn't ever re- like relax me it's more of like an intellectual activity even if it was like a mindless book I feel like I overthink it because mm-hmm. that's just how I feel like I've been trained to read because that's how I read all through my tenure at college so reading for me is not like a relaxing activity it's more of like 
as if some if someone were to like sit down and do the crossword like it's kind of relaxing but it's mentally stimulating mm. that's kind of how i am with reading like it's kind of relaxing but it's mentally stimulating so that's why i like to read in the morning or like in the afternoon i will read so at night i like to like this is a habit i'm actually trying to break but maybe i don't need to but um sound off if you think i need to <laughs> but i um I will like wash my face and like then I will like sometimes I'll just go right to bed if I'm like very tired but if I'm like still like a little bit awake I will like turn on either like Parks and Rec a good podcast or like The Office on my phone and I will like flip it over and like listen to it like it as if it's like a podcast as I like fall asleep Do you ever and it watch helps me, like turn my brain off yeah psych's a good one too. It's, too it's mostly like shows that I've seen before so mm-hmm. like if I am listening to it it's almost like I can imagine the show itself because of course like blue light and just like looking at screens is very very bad for you before you go to bed um but I, that's why I like to like listen and it just helps me to relax because I just find I can't read before bed like it just I'd like to be able to, but it's just not appealing to me because I'm so tired. Right. So that's usually what I do, and it helps me relax. Um, I like don't I don't need to do hot showers anymore. But back again, like when I was having a lot of trouble falling asleep, a long hot shower, and that's something that was like a recommendation from my therapist. Like long hot showers are really good for helping you to to fall asleep and to stay asleep too. And I also now take magnesium before bed. Do you still yeah, do that? Yeah, I love magnesium. Do you ever use the sleep wake up thing? I used to, yeah. In college, I that's did. That's what I use, and I'm, I'm liking it. See, yes, I used to do that. And that has some nice, like, slow alarms, but even the noise, like, I do use at night. I have it, like, shuts off my phone at, like, it's so lame, but, like, 9.15. I think mine's 9.44. It puts my phone on. Do not disturb. Yeah, that's, yeah, how mine is, too. But... So anyway, like I, I like, okay, that's really like, is there anything else? I feel like a big thing for me, like if I were to say like the reason why I enjoy morning routines is, or how I've been able to do it is kind of like in our habit podcast, my biggest thing, like I actually like enjoy what I do, which is also why I like having a choose your own adventure of like, I'm going to read, I'm going to run, or if I don't feel like I want to run, I'm going to go on a walk. Because then when I wake up, it's like, never like, oh my gosh, like I have to go on a run today. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're feeling that way about something, that then that shouldn't be the thing you're doing. It should be like, oh, I can't wait to go for my walk in the morning. Right. It's nice like to, to have options in that way. So, and it like energizes me, sets me up for a good day. And also then Sets me up for a pretty good night's sleep on on the back end. Um, so I highly recommend and find one that you enjoy. Like, I don't know. Like, I really enjoy my morning routine. Yeah. So totally. find something, find stuff that you enjoy would be my top rec. Yes. But, like, adding structure to your day, I think, is the best way to help you transition from college to post-grad. Because I feel like college, you have structure, but not nearly as much as you're going to have when you go back to when you go to having like a nine to five like Mm -hmm. you have high school where you're going to school seven to three and then you probably have your extracurriculars at the end of the day and then you go to college where you're maybe having three or four classes a day 
and you have a lot of more flexibility and a lot more independence, especially your senior year. And then you go, then you have all summer off probably where you're really not doing much. And then August comes like you're moving out, you're entering the real world. It's really scary. You might kind of feel out of control. So it's all you can do is focus on what you can control. And that's your life, your routine, keeping your apartment clean, keeping your environment clean, you know, maybe going to the grocery store, meal prepping, making sure you're doing that kind of stuff, making sure you're having a budget in your morning and your night routines. Mm -hmm. It helps reduce anxiety if like you're controlling what you can control. Who like the type of person you are. And I think also a big thing is like, again, if you are like more in corporate or if you're in any job where you are able to have carve out time in the morning like we're saying like the morning really like that's again why i say try to choose something that you enjoy because the morning is your time like i think after after work it can be like oh maybe you're going to a happy hour maybe you know xyz like you have to work late the day ends like the sun goes down if you are able to discipline and have it like get into the habit of waking up earlier than you need to, that time is going to be free. It's yours. And it can become so relaxing when you're like, okay, like this is just like my little bubble of the day that I get to control. I get to enjoy. And then it really sets you up. It's so easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, because something will come up. And like, I would so much rather have the flexibility to like a friend text me and say hey you want to come to dinner blah 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 like I'd so much rather be like yes 100% because I already mm-hmm. did my errands this morning yeah sometimes I did everything I wanted to do this morning yeah sometimes I will even grocery shop in the morning if like I it's just the mornings there's there's so much power in it like I know like there's a lot a lot of temptation too I think to like give yourself as late as possible to sleep in like I've been there myself but trust me, if you can get through, like, getting into the habit of waking up, there's just nothing like the morning time. And you're never going to feel that much more rested. Yeah. Like, you also, when I wake up for my 5 a.m. workouts, because trust me, like, I know exhaustion. Like, I have a one-year-old. Like, I get it. She's worked I, night shifts. <laughs> I've worked night shift. I've worked 24-hour shifts. I've done, I've done it. I do, like, a full body scan for, like, 20 seconds where I'm, like, Will my body benefit if I just shut my alarm off and go back to sleep? And nine times out of ten, my body will not. Like, I will not really have, like, that much more. I will not feel that much more rested. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just wake up. Just get out of bed. Drink some water and get out of bed. Or, like, I think we've talked about this before, too. Like, give yourself, like, okay, if I'm going to go to this Barry's class, then I'm going to let myself get a coffee afterwards. Like, something to, like, help you. Yeah, have your outfit already set out from the night before. Once that alarm goes off or your light lights up, do not hit snooze. You sit up, you drink some water, and you get going. And try to go to bed earlier if you can. You'll be so tired from waking up anyway. Because so. that, that, exactly, that, that's so helpful. I mean, it's so obvious, but that's so helpful in feeling good waking up early in the morning and being able to enjoy that just fabulous time of the day is if you go to bed and be disciplined about going to bed around like 10, 11, um, and I, I know it, it just, you know, ease yourself into it. It's, it's hard, always hard in the beginning, but then it's so worth it once you get into like the happy habit of it. So 
We hope this was helpful slash inspirational slash giving some ideas for your own morning routine. Remember, make it your own. Have yes. fun with it. Yes. yes. It's not supposed to be such a chore. It's supposed to be like good for you and make you happy. So yes. if anything, let the reward be how you know how much better it's going to make you feel when it's done. Yes, so. exactly. Uh, the journey and the destination, though, you know. Yeah. But, you know, such is life. Yin and yang. Should we do our bevues? Yes, I think we shall. Like, I don't even remember what mine was. Oh, I it know. was to enjoy Peru. Oh, I actually well, do there remember mine. So, did you achieve your bevue? I did. I enjoyed Peru and I took a ton of pictures, like too many. So, I definitely did that bevue. Great. Do you remember yours? Fantastic. I think my bevue maybe was to read more. Obviously, haven't done that. <laughs> So I think my baby will probably be get back into like a good a good morning routine. Hmm. I think yeah. I'm going I'm back to New York too. on Thursday, so I think that will definitely help for the week. So that'll help yeah. um, me get back into a routine. In the same. Mm. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear about That's all. In the same uh, vein. My babu, I think, is going to be, I want to try to take a walk in the mornings when I wake up. So I can take Dictator in the front pack with my coffee. There you go. I'd love that. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and have a fantastic week. Anything you'd like to say, Kate? Nope. That's all. Monday reset, baby. Let's go.